Hi, this is Raven from Raven Black. This is Will Smith from Artificial Brain. This is Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus. Hey guys, this is Stu from Death Dealer. This is Adrian Cowan from Seven Spires, and you are listening to The Great Metal Debate. Headbangers, the podcast is back with another metal artist interview. Joined by Travis of Mid-South Black and Metalcore Outfit of Serpents. Travis, thanks for coming back on The Great Metal Debate. Glad to be here, man. Always a pleasure. Travis, we last had you on back in March of 2017. You guys were performing with Death Metal Apostates Fornicus in Bowling Green, Kentucky, back when you guys were still working on your second EP, Mortuary Sessions which was released in 2018. Now, I've had the chance to see you guys a time or two since then, but for our listeners who maybe haven't caught up, give them an idea what you've been up to over the past two years. Sure. Well, really and truly, we've basically you know, been trying to build our reputation. Uh, it's always a process being you know, in an underground metal band, trying to get more opportunities. We've done that. Um, some cool things have happened to us. Bigger shows, and they keep coming. Um We've done shows with Sons of Texas, Flaw, The Convalescence, Raven Black, um, you know, some bands that are getting out there and doing a lot of touring. And uh, so basically, we just our sound has changed a little bit. Um, we've kind of delved into some more melodic aspects of who we are as a band, but also we kind of went back to some of our death metal influences. We use blast beats now, which I know a lot of people are like, man, I wish you guys would do that. Our new drummer, Hunter, who joined up about a year ago, He's a, he's a huge black metal fan, and it was just a perfect fit. And so we've kind of, if, if it makes sense, we've expanded in both directions as a band and as a sound. So, Oh, I definitely think so. And indeed, I, I thought that Mortuary Sessions was a real advancement from your debut EP, Agonistes. I, I'm curious, with you know a couple of years gone by now, how happy are you with the reception that Mortuary Sessions had? And also looking back, did you accomplish what you wanted to musically with that record? I'll, I'll be completely honest with you, like uh, bare knuckle. Um, the reception was was different than what we got off of with Agonistes. You know, we kind of came out the gate swinging with a hard kind of rough around the edges production on on Agonistes. We kind of cleaned cleaned up our sound uh, for Mortuary Sessions. Became a little bit more uh, uh, accessible, maybe. Uh, there's even a track at the end of this, you know, called Lost in You. It's all clean singing. I think probably looking back on it, we may have confused some people, but we're still very proud of that record, and it's still got some of our most volatile material. Um, but, you know, as, it's just kind of one of those things where you never really know if you're going to hit the mark or you're going to miss it. I think we hit the mark, and I think we expanded our audience in a different direction. But I think that if people were looking to hear you know, the exact same record or hear a, a duplicate of Agonistes, they were probably in for a little bit of a shock. We kind of made a, a warp jump, if that makes sense, in, in terms of the material. So, And as an artist, what is that like when people give you feedback like they were surprised or maybe you go in a direction that 
does it frustrate you even early on in your music career to have people say, you know, I, I liked it when you played the old stuff, man? Well, what's that like? I think really and truly, I mean, the reason we started doing this band was to be creatively free. Um, we've all been in other projects where we might have been kind of tied down. I've been in been in projects where I couldn't do any clean vocals at all. And, uh, you know, it's something I like to do. We like to draw from all of our influences. So you always hope that your audience is, is going to appreciate what you're putting out there. But at the same time, ultimately, the reason we write the songs that we do is, is for us. You know, it's for me, it's therapy. Um, for some of the guys, it's just they want to have that creative expression. And I think, you know, it's like I said, there's always the hope that people are going to, it's going to be well-received or people are going to relate to it. I think we did that fine, but it's just kind of, you know, the whole thing of we did it, we do it for us. We write the music for us. If other people dig it, great. If they don't, that's okay too. There's hundreds of other bands they can choose from. So you mentioned the, the clean singing. You generally keep it pretty heavy from a vocal perspective, but occasionally mix in the cleans. I'm always curious bands that utilize both those vocal styles, which I appreciate. Kind of where in the writing process do you decide which way to go, one one way or the other? Is it early on, or is it maybe only when you're in the studio that you say, "Man, I, I could accomplish this better going with this particular vocal style." Generally, what I do is uh, I, I do I, I like to take the song, hear what they've written, and I usually write lyrics months in advance, if not years in advance. And um, I've had some of the stuff that's going to be on our new record and Invitation to Ashes. Some of that stuff has been around for since even before Mortuary Sessions was released. So um, really and truly, I try to take the feeling, the notes that are being played, and try to make it tasteful. Whatever I think the song calls for, then I'll step in with the guys during a jam session, and we'll go ahead and kind of hammer it out. We like to kind of be prepared before we hit the studio. We're not one of those bands that wants to spend a bunch of time trying to find it. And there, by that point, we try to go ahead and have everything kind of hammered out and ready to go. So, so your producer or guitarist, they they're not shocked by what you do. You're you're not coming out of left field with something that you do when you're screaming into the <laughs> microphone. I think that uh, generally those guys know that I'm I'm pretty crazy. So they I don't think anything really shocks them anymore. I think if they hear me singing, you know, they're like, well, that's Travis. They hear me throwing a guttural in there, like that's still Travis. <laughs> you know? So there's, they're they're uh they're pretty easy going when it comes to that, and they're I'm really thankful that they allow me to have the creative freedom to do what I want to do vocally. I mean that's that's huge, and it's 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 we're we're a lesson in dichotomy, really and truly. I mean, we all are influenced by everything from hair metal to black metal, obviously to new metal to death metal. I mean, you you name it, and you can probably find something about our music that'll pique your interest if you listen hard enough. Well, you, Travis, you anticipated my next question, uh, talking about musical influences, and, and definitely I hear black metal, melodic death metal, hardcore. But one of the things I've always found interesting about you guys since I started listening to your albums was the 80s hair metal influence, particularly in the style of your guitarist, Blake, I'm really curious, right. <laughs> how is that woven into your sound, and yet not like you ever sound like Van Halen or Rat when you hit the stage? Sure. It's 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 just interesting. I think that's kind of one of the things that makes us us, is it's seamless. Um, it's not that we ever purposely try to sit out and 
say, hey, why don't we make this one sound like a, you know, a poison track, and then we're going to do a, you know, a Whitechapel track. It's never anything like that. It's just always, it's just simply whatever comes out, whatever flows. If we have to force it too hard, generally it gets its life cut short. We feel like a natural progression and kind of organic is the way that we work. Um, you know, it's and we live in an age, too, especially with metal, and this isn't knocking anybody. Um, but generally, I kind of feel like emotion plays a lot less of a role in heavy music to an extent nowadays than it maybe did 10 years ago. And what I mean by that is I don't think I think bands generally go for what are people thinking? What are they? How are they going to move when they hear this? What's a live show going to look like? You know, we don't really think about those things. We simply come from a place where we write from the heart um, and we try to combine all our styles that we're collectively influenced by and i think that's what makes of serpents maybe a little bit set aside what's interesting you mentioned emotion because you know i've gotten to see you all perform a number of times over the years and i certainly think you bring that emotional component to your stage performance what is it that you guys do to prepare yourself for hitting the stage and and you guys really interact very well with the fans i know you definitely and some of the other members jump down into the pit what is it that helps prepare you for that interaction and that performance? I think it's just feeling that mutual love and that kind of connection to them. When I look out and somebody's screaming lyrics back to us, or even, you know, on our track from Agonistes called Left Haunted, I asked before if we ever start that song and say, hey, remember three words for me, you know, you are nothing. And they always shout it back. And I think that it's just wanting to give that piece of time and make, we're not the focus when we're on stage in Enough Serpent Show. It's about the the people that are there to watch us. And for me, you know, whereas on some of the previous records, I wanted them to know that, hey, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be pissed off, like just run it. Well, now, you know, with all the things that I've went through in my personal life, some of the other guys, you know, it's about just whatever you feel. We can relate to that. We want people to know they're not alone. They're not alone in their struggles. And if they need an outlet, we would love to be the ones to to help them forget about whatever's going on at their home life. Just come to Enough Serpent Show. We'll pound some beers and we'll have a good time. Talking about tracks, I think my favorite track, uh, song that you perform live, is Dead in the Sanctuary. Is it just me or is that a special track for you guys? It uh, It's definitely a classic. Alex, our, uh, our bass player, which he actually was our old drummer, he moved to guitar before he was deployed, and then now that he's back, he's on bass. Um, I think that he's always felt a kindredship with, with that particular song. There's something about when you look out and people are screaming, oh, my God, hear my cries, you know, it really becomes a, a not – it's an experience is the best way I can put it. And whether, you know, they're, they're using that as a prayer or they're just simply shouting out to the universe like, hey, I'm here, and I feel like nobody's listening to me. We're listening, and you know that that song is always connected to the fans, and I just I think that's just that it's absolutely a uh, a staple of our set at this point in time. I love it. I hope you continue to play it live because it's it's one of my. Favorites. Oh, we will. Listen, we will until somebody comes and goes. Man, I'm I'm so over that song, dude. Y'all play some new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to your lyrics, there's definitely a recurring use of religious motifs and language of faith. That's not always an aesthetic that's welcome in metal. If you would <laughs> sure. talk a little bit about the use of that imagery. Sure. Well, um, kind of my background, I came from a Christian home. 
I grew up Lutheran and Methodist um, in my upbringing. And so, you know, even though everybody in the band, which some of us are atheists, some of us are Christian, some are agnostic, um, I think it's just simply for me, when I'm writing lyrics, I write about my life and the struggles that comes with, whether it be relationships or, you know, with ether clouds, like, you know, more political stance. And then even like with Dead in the Sanctuary, it's very personal. That was probably the most uh, personal song on Agonistes for the simple fact of it was literally, I came to a point in my life and I was like, man, I don't have control anymore. Like, God, can you kind of intervene and help me do something? And I'm not saying that's right for everybody, but it's just kind of my personal thing and that's what it's about. So. It strikes me that in both your lyrics as well as the visual aesthetic, you definitely take some stances, but it's one that's pretty inclusive. It's it's not exclusive. You're drawing people in kind of some shared feelings and emotions. Exactly. And that's, you know, we're kind of probably the antithesis to your typical black metal band. Um, and not that I would ever suggest that we're a, a black metal band, but we do have those elements, but especially, obviously, visually at live shows. But we did that to, one, create an experience, and two, to get people interested enough to say, hey, this is something different. You know, these guys ain't up here on stage with, you know, jeans and T-shirts on. You know, they're up here. They're putting on a show. And um, we, we everything we do is, is, is usually purpose-driven and is done to kind of bring people closer. And I, my whole thing is I don't ever want to preach. That's not what I'm about. Um, I don't do that with my friends or my family. So I'm definitely not going to do that with my fans, you know. And I think that everybody needs the chance to hear that they're loved, that they're cared for, whether it's by a complete stranger or by anybody. You know, you got to know that people have your back. And that's that's kind of the overall message for Up Serpents at this point in time is that we understand where people have been because we've been there ourselves and we want to help them relate. So, And it's always interesting to me because you're not the first artist who's relayed to me you know that sense of wanting to relate and care and yet the method of delivering that is aggressive and brutal music like it's interesting to me that there's there's that juxtaposition between the care and the love and the brutality of the sonic attack sure and i think that what's funny about that too is like you can go see artists from other genres especially you know when it comes to pop culture and it's all very much about, you know, the next fad or things like that. And I'm, there's great songs. I mean, I'm a fan of, you know, all genres of music. But I think what draws people in with metal on that emotional level is it's raw. It's uh, unpolished. And it allows them a chance to, whatever they're feeling, they can get it out through that aggressive music. You feel the kick drum in your chest. You hear the guitars. You hear the screams. There's something primal about it that reaches us down inside of every person and brings those emotions to the surface. At least it does for me when I go to shows. So, and I think that's generally, it allows people to just be who they want to be. And I think that's what's beautiful about metal. And from the standpoint of someone like myself, you work an honest week's work, and then you know, at the end on the Friday or Saturday evening, you kind of want to cut loose. That's, that's not the time to mellow out. Like, you want to bang your head, and you guys really deliver, again, the, the physicality of your approach on stage and and definitely you 
when you're singing those lyrics and banging your head, I, I can see your face contorted there. You're really giving your all <laughs> when you're doing that, as well as I've, I've seen you after your set back in the crowd singing along and banging your head with the headliner. Absolutely. Well, I'm no, I'm no different than anybody in the building. I don't ever want to be or feel or have people make me feel like I'm on, on some kind of pedestal. I'm the same. I'm just an old country boy from West Virginia at the end of the day. I found metal early on as an outlet, and um, I can remember making, you know, back when you could record off of cassettes, I had a buddy at school give me, it had Marilyn Manson, uh, Disturbed, Slipknot, Typo Negative, and a local band that ultimately influenced me to become a musician, which they were called Sounds of Mental Anguish. And so I took those, and I'd make my own mixtapes, and I had a little microphone I'd plug into my recorder, and I'd make a little... Nobody was ever going to hear him at the time, but it was for me. You know, I could talk with, hey, next up we've got, you know, Marilyn Manson with the beautiful people. You know, just having fun with it. Music has always been an outlet, and it's always been something that was has uplifted me even through the darkness of metal and hard rock. And uh, that's what we want to do for other people. I just, I can't imagine ever, you know, having that attitude of, hey, if you come out to enough Serpent Show, we're going to treat you like you just... You're, you're not here. I think that's that's just ridiculous. Well, let's talk about some new music. I know you guys have a new album that you've been working on, tentatively titled An Invitation to Ashes. Talk me through what's been the process in developing that music in this album. Really and truly, it's it's been a very interesting process. Um, the music, especially on some of the tracks, really came together probably in the last six months. Um, obviously Stigmata, a couple of the other tracks were around, uh, probably about this time last year. Um, we were playing so many shows that it was really kind of getting hard for us to all get in the same room and jam. Basically our practices became our shows and the shows were just relentless throughout the end of, uh, you know, 2018 into this year. So, um, but you know, it's just, it's kind of if it's a, it's going to be a lesson in dichotomy. I mean, that's the best thing I can tell you about it. You know, there's going to be tracks on there that are going to have absolute brutality. There's not going to be. It's going to be like, you know, it might. I can't. I don't even want to compare it to anything. But it's going to be heavy as hell. There's other tracks that are going to be melody driven, have clean vocals, and they're going to reach in and hopefully, you know, grab people's hearts and make them understand you know, where we've been as a band. We don't want to make the same record twice ever. So I think we're doing a good job by shaking things up. And so fans who've heard Agonistes Mortuary Sessions, are they going to be surprised? Are they going to say, yeah, I kind of see where they were developing? What what, what do you think the reaction is going to be? Are they going to be shocked? I think fans of both records are really going to be tied into an invitation to Ashes. And with that being said, we're actually going back and recording uh, Left Haunted off of Agonistes and Ether Clouds uh, from Mortuary Sessions. Those are both being completely redone and uh, for this new record, and they're going to be included on the track listing. We tied them in. We, we picked those songs because we felt like they were a good representation of where we've been as a band. Um, I think that people are going to be, they're going to have those moments where they're like, wow, I can't believe this is the same band all the way to that that familiarity of like okay this is what our this is what attracted me to that band in the first place 
and then I think we're going to throw them a couple of whiplashes in there, and they're probably going to trip out. <laughs> so, but like I said, it's another big jump, just like how mortuary sessions was a big jump from agonistes. This is just another big jump, but I think the brutality is increased tenfold. The melodic aspects are increased tenfold, and I honestly just think we've kind of hit our stride and our sound with an invitation to ashes. Well, that excites me, man. I, I love brutal music, but I, I also love melody, so that uh, that's music to my ears. Beginning to wrap up with you, Travis, when can fans expect the release of An Invitation to Ashes, and what are the band's plans for the remainder of 2019? Essentially, we're probably going to go ahead and um, we're in the process of, actually, the guys are in the studio right now. Paul is actually doing most of his leads for the remainder of this week, and then vocals will probably start next weekend. Um, and obviously that's going to be done in sessions as far as a release date. I think we're hoping for November, October, somewhere around in there. I'm actually getting married, uh, November 9th. So, um, that's obviously for, I'm probably going to take some personal time and then the holidays coming up. So we'll probably, I think we're finishing up these shows. Um, who's to say we won't jump on a couple more if they come through. I'm not, not discounting that. But uh, we're kind of winding down. We're in studio mode. We want to release this record. There is going to be a CD release for it. Um, I'll have the details later for that. And then basically when 2020 hits, it's going to be balls to the wall. We're going to be out there hopefully going further, maybe getting on some tours, and that's kind of that's the general goal. Yeah, you guys have been staples in the Mid-South. Clarksville, Nashville, uh, you've been to Bowling Green, this whole area – you wanting to expand out regionally what's the hope and vision for expanding the visibility of of serpents in the coming year we've actually um been regional for probably i definitely say a good year and a half now um we've been to knoxville a couple times that crowd out there is insane and you know some people think i'm kind of turning a blind eye to nashville metal what's not that at all when we go to Knoxville, they absolutely just give us their all. It's a packed room. Um, we've actually been going to Louisville, doing great up there. So um, I think expanding more regionally, hopefully getting further into the deep south, further to the east coast. Um, we've gotten some show offers in Virginia. So, you know, it's just obviously the hopes would be to find a band that wants to take us along on a bigger tour. We're going to keep trying to make – strides towards putting out the best product we can and but definitely you're going to be able to catch us on the road next year one way or the other i promise you that very exciting so finally what is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from of serpents including the upcoming album an invitation to ashes we have a Bandcamp page at of serpents.bandcamp.com where you can purchase not only our records but merchandise as well if you want to uh, purchase tracks, um, you can also go to Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify. All of our, Both of our records are up on there, as well as Stigmata, a demo version of Stigmata. And uh, also, just feel free to message us directly, whether you want to buy merch. If you want to talk and get something off your chest, if you feel like somebody isn't listening, we'll listen to you. We're your friends. Come talk to us. And I can attest to that. I've gotten to meet you guys at a number of shows. A really cool band. I encourage fans of metal, whether it's melodic death, hardcore, blackened metalcore. These guys have a unique sound and one that you're going to enjoy. Check out their music. Travis, thanks so much and look forward to seeing you at the next show. 
Always a pleasure, brother. We'll see you down the road.